Thank you, King. Hi, okay. Today's a di- little bit different of a message. I want you guys to, to close your eyes because today we're going to talk about who we are right now. We're going to talk about who we are and then we're going to talk about who God is. You know, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about, you know, how I, I shared with you before how the disciples, you know, were with God and, and how even the disciples, the closest ones to him in, this, when he, in his ministry, when he walked this earth, could be able to desert him at some point. So I want you guys to take a good look into your life right now, to just close your eyes and to think right now as I speak of the type of people that we are without Jesus Christ. As we go out witnessing into the streets and you can see how people hate God so much, hate Jesus Christ, how how you can just mention any other name and be fine with it. But when you call on the name of Jesus Christ, when you say, can I talk to you about Christ, they will curse you out. Without Jesus Christ, we are a sinful, full of sin. We are wicked and we are vile. We are greedy. Come on, think about that. We are greedy people who want more and more. We have a little bit of money and we just desire more. We have a little bit of power or authority and we just desire more and more. We are a lustful people. We we just want things that that, that will please our flesh whether it's a man or a woman, whether it's attention, something that feels good to our flesh, something that's selfish. We are hurtful people. Hurtful. We can say just the the right words to just cut through someone's soul at just the right time. We are hurtful. We are a proud people, filled with so much pride on the inside that when someone wants to correct us or tell us just the slightest thing of how we can correct a situation, we can get so offended because we have it all together, because we are perfect and we're so holy and sanctified. That's who we are. Now, right now, I want you to think to yourself, what is it that you're dealing with in your life? What is it that, that hurt you the most right now as it was spoken? Was it the greed? Was it the lust? desires of, of this world, the cravings of the sinful nature, are they, are they evident in your life? Can you see that? Can you see that you're still working through some things or that you're still hold on, holding on to some things? See, as Christians, we can come and we can, you guys can open up your eyes, we can try to pretend like we have it all together. You know, we can put on a mask and we can put on this costume, this Christian costume. And we can pretend that we're somebody that we're really not because on the inside, if someone were to take something and look into our hearts and look into our minds, they would see in reality that we're just so broken on the inside and that we don't have it all together, that we do struggle with fears on the inside, that we do struggle with temptation and desires of this world. See, if if we're honest with ourselves, we we can see that. And that's see, God Almighty knows that, and that's why we need our Savior. Amen? That's why we need Jesus Christ. We are not perfect, and we, we fail when we try to be perfect, when we pretend to be perfect. Amen? See, our thoughts are not always as holy as they need to be. Come on, the minute somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know anger starts rising, you know? Someone looks at you the wrong way. Our thoughts are not always where they should be. Our words are not always as kind 
as they should be with one another, with brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters in Christ. Instead of lifting each other up, we, we put each other down and we break each other apart among brothers and sisters. We're divisive. We're jealous. How come that person has that ministry and I don't? How come that person, you know, is so popular? How come that person sings better than I do? Among brothers and sisters in Christ. We're part of the same family. The enemy's out there, not in here. Amen? Our desires are not always selfless. They're selfish. How can I do this for myself? How can I get myself to the next position? It's all about me, me, me. But praise God that we have a Savior. Amen? Praise God that we have Jesus Christ who has come to set us free from those desires. Amen? A person in this place can struggle with gossip. One can struggle with with homosexuality, okay, with slander, with hatred. We all have something on the inside. But God is working through each and every one of us. We need him, amen? He knows that, that we're nothing without him. And all he's waiting for is for us to acknowledge that we need him. All he's waiting for is for us to to get off, you know, like Pastor Joe was saying, uh, out of the driver's seat, you know, and sit in the back and trust in him with all of our heart and not put the trust in ourselves. Dude, we can't even breathe without him. The trust is on him, not on ourselves, not on the talents that we have that he's given us, amen? The skills that he's given us and provided us with. See, but God takes the weak things, hallelujah, He takes the weak things and he is glorified through them when we push through and trust in him. Amen? In the areas that we struggle with when we push through and we surrender them here at the altar before the cross and we leave them here, he is glorified. And he will use you and he'll exalt you and he'll lift you up high. One of the greatest examples that I love is Peter. Come on, let's turn to Luke 22, 31. Come on, if if Peter was here today and... And someone walked into this place and said, do you know Jesus Christ? And, and put a gun to his head. And he said, no, I don't. We would look at him and we'd be like, who are you? How could you possibly do something like that? You know, but see, there's forgiveness and there's grace. Amen? And God forgave him. Let's read here where Peter disowns Jesus. Luke 22. Well, let's go back. We're going to go to Luke 22, yeah, 31, okay, where Jesus is telling him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Come on. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Come on. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Come on. Peter loved him. Amen? Peter knew who he was, but guess what? Fear on the inside came when he denied Jesus Christ. Come on. He made a promise. He made a vow. How many in this place have ever made a promise or a vow to God and then broken it later on when times got tough? Lord, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast this week, you know, but you get a little hungry here and there, and you break that vow. Come on, Lord, I'm going to stop talking to this person because I know it's not in your will for me to talk to that person, but yet, 
when push comes to shove and temptation is in your face, we fall. It's not even as serious as life. Peter's life was was at stake here because they would have killed him. But he denied Jesus Christ. He denied him knowing who he was, walking with him for three years, sharing with him, being in communion with him. He was able to deny the Christ. And he was weak, but the Lord has mercy on him. So let's read here where he denies him. In 22:54, says, Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, but when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him and seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else Someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Come on. How many times have you made a vow to God, a promise to God, saying, I will follow you, I will serve you? Come on, people in this place have made promises and have broken them, and this is for you tonight. You've broken your promise to God. You've broken the vow, the covenant that you made with him on that night when you got on your knees. And he's looking straight at you today because you have fallen into sin and you've fallen into temptation. You've fallen under pressure. Hallelujah. But thank God that he has mercy and he has grace and that God is not like us and that he holds no record of wrongdoings. And when we come to him with a pure heart, he forgives us. Amen? And then we can look at Paul and we can, we can see when he persecuted the Christians and how terrible he was. How If we were in this place today, we would pray and we would, we would pray that God would take him from us and we take our enemies away and he would be one of the ones we wouldn't want in this place. If he was persecuting us. But guess what? God had mercy on his soul. And God said, I want this one. This one that's all dirty and rotten. This one that hates me. This one that disowns me. This one that's killing my children. I want this one. And God had mercy on him. And God used him for his glory. Amen? See, because our God is not like us. We always want to say our God, his ways are not our ways. We hold records of wrongdoings and we hold grudges against people. And when we see weaknesses in, in some people, we doubt in them. We don't believe in them. We don't believe that they can go out and they, they can change a neighborhood. We don't believe that they are capable of discipling someone. We don't believe that they are capable of anything in the ministry but just cleaning up and setting up chairs. But God says, that's the one that I want. The one that's standing up there and, and thinks that they're receiving all the glory. No, 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 no. I won't share my glory with anyone. I want that one. And God's going to raise them up. God is searching the hearts and the minds of people. We're not perfect. And God knows that. And I want to read some scriptures to you about God. Exodus 34, 6. It says, And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, who is slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Come on. Although we're, we're sinful and, and we're jealous and we, when we're full of rage and, and hatred, 
perverse speech, come on, coarse joking, all of that stuff. This is the opposite. God is faithful. He's slow to anger. He's gracious, abounding in love and faithfulness. Nehemiah 9.17 says, The people, when they refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them, they became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them. Come on. Our God will not desert us. Even when we are dirty, when we do have the poop in the pants, come on. He's still there with us, and he's still waiting patiently for us to open up our eyes and realize, man, his grace is there. And the reason for this message tonight is because there's people in this room that have messed up and have forgotten the promises they've they've made to the Lord and think that there is no more way out for them and that they're stuck in a position, but guess what? God is saying, no, my grace is there. I'm compassionate. I'm slow to anger. And I want you to know that, that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Come on. There is no condemnation in him. And I want you to know that wherever you are in your walk, no matter if you've fallen in your walk and you feel like you can't get up, if you're weak right now and you're struggling with your your devotional life with Christ, he's there and he's slow to anger. Sometimes we, we think that God is so quick to anger with us. He's slow to anger. Come on. Psalms 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are compassionate and gracious, God. Again, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Come on. That is the God that we serve. The God that we serve is waiting for us to come back. Because just like Peter, he wants to turn us back. And then he wants to use us. Because even Peter, after he he deserted Jesus, after he denied him, was able to preach a message and glorify God and preach to 3,000. Come on and see them get saved. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on and see signs and wonders to glorify God. I believe the Lord is saying to us, get over yourself. Come on. You sinned already. Come on. I defeated Jesus Christ. Defeated sin on that cross. Get over yourself. Come on. Receive forgiveness tonight. Receive forgiveness because he is slow to anger. Come on. He's compassionate. Overflowing in love. Come on. That's the God that we serve. We need to get over ourselves tonight, receive the mercies. Come on, Lamentations 3.21 is what we need to recall. It says, this I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassion, his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Come on. His mercies are new every morning. When we come before his throne every morning, come on, I would say every morning. Every morning when you come before his throne, know and understand that his mercies are new. That he understands that we are human. And that we will make mistakes, but that's not an excuse to continue in sin. Come on. But he wants to set us free, and he wants to push us up. He wants to raise us up because there's people around us that are perishing. And while we're so busy still having a pity patty party for ourselves about what happened last week, there's people around us who are perishing, and because we're so consumed with ourselves, we are not able to preach the right gospel. Come on. If we're preaching repentance, come on. We have a God that forgives, and we're not believing it for our own lives. Come on. we got to believe what we preach, right? we got to believe that we serve a loving God, a forgiving God. 
a God that wants to pour out his spirit on this generation, but if we're so consumed with ourselves, it's not going to happen. So tonight, right now, I want you guys to close your eyes. And I want you to think to yourself, what is it that's going on in your life? Is there anything? Come on, because we're not perfect. We are not perfect. Our goal is to be like Jesus. Every single day. Don't let the devil push you around. Don't let the devil keep you in sin. Come on, if, if you're dealing with fear right now, if you're dealing with doubt that God can forgive you, that's sin. You're doubting who God is. Jesus, come on. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, I ask you to just speak to us right now.